It's the high school football preseason special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back. I'm Brett Rump, and this is the High School Football Preseason Special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic. And of course, don't forget this Friday, we have a full slate of high school football and coverage like you will get nowhere else in the state of Indiana. We've got the start with the sports rush from 4 to 6. Then at 6 o'clock, it's the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Football Tailgate Pregame Show. Join Jim Shevlin and the gang getting you all set for the kickoff of all Friday night high school football games in our area. And then we'll have play-by-play of the Bishop Lewis Knights visiting the Carroll Chargers. After the game, be sure to make it a date and meet us at Pizza Hut. We'll be out at the DuPont Road Pizza Hut at Pine Valley coming up this Friday night. Join us for the scoreboard, course scores and highlights of area games all night long, plus coaches' interviews and more. It's the way you drive home after the games on Friday with the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show live at the Pizza Hut right here on 1380 The Fan and 100. FM. Right now, we're going through the Summit Athletic Conference. Let's continue and hear from more coaches on the high school football preseason special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Snyder Panthers head coach Kurt Tipman, and how tough was it last year? Wasn't wasn't <laughs> typical record-wise. You, you had to deal with the COVID issues. How tough was 2020? Well, not for me, but for our, just the kids, just high school kids and kids in general. You know, whether it be the educational part, you know, going to school uh, virtually, the the Zoom, whole Zoom idea, um, not having the same kind of connection with their friends. That they, I mean, they struggled in all kinds of ways. Athletically, we weren't even close to doing the things that we normally do in, a, in an off season. We still have kids that are still trying to recoup from some of the stuff that went on for four months when they didn't have contact with with their teammates or with the coaches or with mm-hmm. adults you know it's lots of different aspects of of difficulties everybody dealt with it so you know i'm not saying we had any more um adversity than anybody else um but it was just tough around watching kids go through that and shoot we got our ap scores the other day and you notice things like that went from the best students in the school yeah let alone the kids that struggle and the athletes so uh, we did the best we could, and, and the kids are, are, are doing the best they can, and you know it, it is nice to have a, a normal offseason. You look at last year, and there's so many other things that happened behind the scenes that, that it's hard to say, oh, it was a down year. I mean, to me, it was a good year for everybody just to get through it. Right. We got to play a season. We got to play in the playoffs. You know, we completed a season. At this time last year, I didn't think we'd play. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd have a season. I really didn't. I thought we'd play four games and they'd shut us down. Yeah. Um, and so glad and happy for that group of seniors that got to play their senior season. Um, we played a lot of young guys and, and being able to watch them grow and learn from a lot of mistakes. Um, very encouraging, you know, the way they continue to fight, I guess, is what makes this year uh, encouraging. And, uh, you know, we've been excited, had a great offseason. We've had a great offseason in terms of weight room, numbers, participation. And, and that's one of the things happier. about your program, Coach. Now, I don't want to interrupt, but that's one of the things about your program is these kids have a sense of accountability to all the players that played before them. That's the culture that's been established at Snyder. And they don't accept 
five and five. They come back and they do things differently. They do things more aggressively. And that's the thing I think that makes a program a program versus having a successful team once in a while is that there's that culture that's been established and built by the players that came before you. Absolutely. We had a practice last night and a graduate of 2006, Troy Davis, who was a great two-way player for us, played in the state runner-up team um, in 2004, was a fullback defensive lineman, you know, the epitome of a Snyder football player in terms of what we want those guys to turn out to be, very successful now, husband, father, um, you know, productive member of society, and uh, he had a great message for the team, you know, about what it takes, but he had a great message for our players, and we've had several former players speak to our team this this mm-hmm. summer and um you know all the messages have been very consistent work hard care about each other make a, a positive contribution to the society and the the you know the the place that you live and and good things will happen you'll be a ha- you'll live a happy life what does it mean to have a guy like rod woodson that's part of the snyder program it was great you know he was outstanding when he came back um he had gave everybody time he talked to to the kids young old no matter what took pictures with them but just sat and talked yeah. you know he did when he was doing his camp before he was in the midst of a career and he was a busy guy um, but you know since he's been retired he's a lot more laid back and uh, man he spent a great bit of time and had quality conversation with you know the kids that were in that camp and it was a a, a great experience and uh, really really excited that he brought the camp back to fort wayne i want to get quickly to the 2021 version of the snyder panthers uh luke hoppert returns as, as your quarterback um, and you talked about the great off season what have you seen from luke growth his body you know he's put on probably 15 pounds probably two inches he has been in the offseason, he was an animal in the weight room and um, put up some great numbers. And, you know, his arm's stronger, but his body is, he's capable of playing a high school game and not getting bounced around and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and taking you know, a few hits. Yeah. I mean, he had a great track season, was on our four by one, um, you know, state qualifying track uh, team and, and uh, that in that event. But he's just, he's grown in the, the, the mental skill of being a quarterback uh, with the traction. Uh, outfit that you know they do a great job and have helped him grow um, and you just can't duplicate the reps and, and decision making um, that uh, he's been able to do in the offseason and, and that's where and, leadership kind of starts I, I mean it's, it's you know, say, the first you know, thing in leadership is earning the respect of your teammates and going out and really being the one that leads in the weight room that you know first to practice last to leave those kind of kids and to have a quarterback that's that's doing that has to really help Everybody that's everybody part of on program. our team knows he works his tail off. We ran a, a we had a run test that we finished the summer with uh, in the morning, and uh, he won every one of them. And uh, he ain't gonna let anybody beat him. But that sense of pride, and everybody respects that. And mm-hmm. he uh, he will be a great leader. Who else do you have that uh, that you're counting on big things from? Offensively, you know, it all starts up front, mm-hmm. and we return, you know, almost all those offense. You know, beginning with Big DJ, uh, he's had a good off season. You know, he's in the, I would say, the best shape of his career. Mm-hmm. He's had a great summer. But, you know, he brings two years of experience of playing every game. I mean, he's seen every defense that we're going to block and all the stunts. And, you know, he's got to be able to to uh, direct that offensive line and make sure those guys are all where they're supposed to be. But, but you know, we return our tight end and Carter Wartman and Lincoln Ferks. Both those guys, we play a lot of uh, two tight end formations. Mm-hmm. Both those guys return. Um, you know, Aiden Pels, Caleb Hurt played every game last year. 
you know, so we bring back just a wealth of experience on the offensive line. You, you, you can't replace that. I mean, that that's right. just huge. That's where it all um, starts. Absolutely. Kind of the and Chris then, Ballard theory. Absolutely. You got to win in the trenches yeah, if you're yeah, going to win Dudley's it all. Gotta, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's right. The heart and soul of, of the team. You know, we bring back both running backs that uh, carried the ball for us last year, and Tyrese Brown has had a very good offseason, and Langston Level, who we lost uh, mm-hmm. due to injury, you know, midway through the season. Third or fourth game, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, so he is very healthy and was able to participate in baseball this spring and, and had a great baseball season. And the big thing Tyrese has improved on is his just linear speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always had quickness and lateral uh, movement, but just being able to, you know, his goal is to be able to break away on some of those runs. And he's improved in that regard. And then at the receiving core, we bring back Kamari Juarez, you know, was, mm-hmm. was really and really lost him at the end of the year to an injury. So he wasn't able to, to play with us in the playoffs. Um, bring him back and uh, Adorian Rogers, and um, then we'll be supported by some young guys that'll come up. So offensively, you know, really bring back 10 of 11 starters. Mm. Defensively, on the front, you know, we bring back a quality guy at all three levels. Um, on the front, Markel Keel has been a two-year starter, and, um, you know, he'll anchor the defensive front along with another senior, Caden Hurst. And then at linebacker, of course, Dominic Moon, mm-hmm. been a three-year starter. Oh, yeah. Again, has seen everything, has seen every offense that we're going to play against, has been in and out of the— He's that the, coach the, on the field absolutely. is what he's going to be. He, and he has to be. He's got to be able to direct things and get guys in the right place. But just, you know, I've noticed this summer, he just brings an aura of confidence. You know, he's, he's not rattled by—somebody gains a little bit of— he's very calm, helps guys get in the right place. And, and, then, and then along with that— uh, Isaiah Maxwell, who had a spring injury uh, that is coming back from that, and, and he has progressed tremendously well in terms of that injury and really has been released here this last week. So he's another returning starter at linebacker. And then in the secondary, Quincy Myatt will be the lone returner and he, another senior that will have to b- bring that experience to our secondary. So you know, we're excited about that. We're, we're going to be a little undersized on defense, but fast. Coach, best of luck to you. we got to keep moving on, but uh, I know we'll talk again as the season rolls on. Appreciate we'll look forward it. to seeing you on Friday nights, and again, I appreciate, we appreciate everything that you guys do, the radio station does, and it makes football and high school sports in Fort Wayne exciting and just cool that, that we get the coverage that we do, so we're very appreciative. Appreciate that. That is Coach Kurt Tipman from the Snyder Panthers. The high school football preseason special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic. 1380 The Fan and 100.0 9 FM. Friday, it's under the lights out of Carroll High School. That's where we'll make our season debut here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM as the Carroll Chargers host the Bishop Lures Knights. It all starts with the Sports Rush on location. We'll be out there for the opening of the stadium and we'll be broadcasting the Sports Rush from 4 to 6 and then at 6 o'clock we'll have the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Football Tailgate pregame show. Jim and the gang from 6 to 6.50 and Shannon Griffith joins me once again in the booth for the call of the high school football game of the week. And uh, we'll have Carol and Lures coverage when it wraps up. We'll head to the Pizza Hut at Pine Valley just down the road. Hope everybody comes by and sees us after the game. It is seven hours of comprehensive high school football coverage exclusively on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Okay, Justin, uh, I started to think about through each team in the SAC, there are a lot of playmakers. Each team almost has that one or two guys that they're going to want to make big plays for them on Friday night. It's a conference that's loaded with some, really some skill player talent around the league. 
It's a great point, Brett, because I've talked to a couple coaches this uh, this uh, preseason, and they've said the exact same thing, that it's the first time in the last couple years where every team seemingly has two or three guys that can burn you on any given play. And even the, the lower-tier teams, uh, the Southsides, and you know this year's the potential the Concordias, um, have players like that, the Waynes, too. So... Uh, in terms of athleticism, in terms of talent, in terms of big-time playmakers, every single team in the SAC has a couple. When you look at the conference overall, I guess the question is, is it much of the same? Are we going to look at much of the same this year where those that have been having success continue to have success, continue to dominate at the top of the conference? Or is there a team in there that could be a surprise, that could make a run and maybe show up in that top half that we're not expecting? It's difficult, Brett, because I don't think there's a clear answer as a team that could surprise I think Northrop could be that team. And remember, they beat Homestead in week one last year. Yeah. Who wins the conference? Snyder. Any eight. Leo, East Noble. Is there anyone else? No. I still look at the two rosters for East Noble and Leo and think there's no one that can compete with these two teams. Week five, Leo at East Noble. That's going to be, in my opinion, for the conference. We've seen some fun rivalries in the Allen County Athletic Conference over the last few years. It was uh, Adams Central Woodland for a few years. And then all of a sudden it became Adams Central South Adams, the county rivalry the last couple of years. I look at it and I think it might be those two teams again. And this time I think Adams Central might have the slight advantage over South Adams. I would agree. I mean, Adam Central, bring back Blake Hirely, bring back Alex Curry. And Alex Curry's a kid that a lot of coaches tell me, you know, he's he could start anywhere in the SAC. He would star in the SAC. It's basically what South Adams was the last couple of years in terms of these guys have been playing for a couple of years. Now they're juniors, now they're seniors, and they're loaded. So I expect Adam Central to be a cut above South Adams, that team that potentially could make a jump. It could Bluffton do that and get the conversation and also could Heritage. It's the high school football preseason special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.